to What's Brewing, CISFA. What's Brewing, CISFA is a podcast produced for the California Community Colleges Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Schrader. I serve as the 2021-2022 CISFA past president. In my attempt to get back on track, today is Tuesday and today is our news day. As such, my co-host Dana is busy with other things, so it's just going to be me and you and the news. Let's get this show started. And again, welcome to another episode of What's Brewing CISFA. Let's start this show off with our first and only cup. So we're going to be a quick news show today. I don't have a whole lot of news. There's some things rolling in off the wires, but you know some of these topics might sound familiar, have been discussed, or otherwise. Let's get right on into it. So coming from uh, our friends at Federal Student Aid, or FSA, they did release recently a new volume for the handbook, the FSA handbook. I believe it was, if I remember right, volume four. Yes, it was just posted last week. The Processing Aid and Managing FSA Funds, Volume 4, for the 2022-2023 school year. It was a little interesting because I was collecting this over the weekend. And for whatever reason, when I would click on the link in the electronic announcement, it would go to a forbidden link. So they must have been in the midst of making other updates on their website. But uh, what you can tell now is that for 2022-2023, We have the application and verification guide available. That's been available since November. And then this volume four on processing aid and managing FSA funds. All the other chapters for 2022-23 are not quite out yet. But I will give you uh, good hope here that when you look at at least the 2021-22, you'll see volumes one and two and three and four and five and six. They are all out there. I think the last one maybe we talked about might have been volume three on calculating awards and packaging that came out in March, which is really useful when you're already nine months into the academic year. So updates to the FSA handbook have been done recently. Also, there was a dear colleague letter put out just last week on May 6th. This one is about live internet webinars, their Wednesday webinar series from FSA running from June through September. So this is a series of live two-hour webinars covering a variety of topics relating to Title IV aid. Uh, This will include, you know, all the most recent guidance from the Department of Ed and, of course, FSA itself. This could include statutory and regulatory updates. Operational information reminders are also shared. Participants are encouraged to ask questions by typing them into the chat during the webinar, and a live Q&A session follows each presentation. So they've got it broken down by topics here, you know, as far as like awarding aid for summer, intercessions and modules, that one's coming up, R2T4 for clock hour schools, Just so you know, most schools are based on a semester-based thing, right? Most of us. And so we award aid based on a semester basis. But schools where they have to have X number of hours 
to complete the program. Let's say like cosmetology, you have to have, I don't know, let's say 900 hours to complete the program. Those are clock hours. And so what's the definition of a clock hour? Well, to every other human being, that'd be 60 minutes. Maybe for your therapist, that's 50 minutes. For a department of ed, as far as tracking time taken in the classroom for a program or a class itself, those are clock hours, and there's a whole bunch of rules for that too. So if you operate that way, or you want to just get in on their September federal update or other announcements uh, on regulations, sign up for these Wednesday webinar series uh, coming out from Federal Student Aid. I'll give you a link in the show notes. Another article here from University Business Magazine, uh, one of the places I like to check out on a regular basis here. We probably have talked on this topic a little bit, and it only will get talked on more. Topic of the article is what low FAFSA applications could mean for the 2022-23 academic year. So it says here, though March filings provided a little comeback, early losses could affect the number of students on campus in the fall. So the question they pose is, could college enrollments be headed for another fall in 2022-23? And again, they point to the one sign here that overall FAFSA applications are down 9%. This is, you know, based on Department of Ed data as reviewed by the National College Attainment Network. So interesting enough, they say here, even more serious than just the overall drop-off is in those FAFSA renewals. These are students who have completed a FAFSA for the prior year and conceivably be completing it for the next year. Those are down 12%. I assume that takes into account at some point when you are done with school, with college, you stop creating, uh, you stop doing your FAFSA renewal because you're not continuing on. It must be down even from those numbers. So interesting long article here worth reading you know, just to say here, you know, what they do is they talk about how applications have been down since the start. Again, they come out, the FAFSA comes out October 1st for the next school year. And then from there, you know, students going to four-year schools, especially private schools, are probably the earliest of applicants. I definitely know some parents who start their FAFSAs with their students in October. But most will do it in November when they're starting to do applications for schools. And certainly some of them take it through the holidays. But come January, February, you start to become a late applicant if you haven't stepped up to the plate to do it. And again, we're into May here. Some of these numbers, you know, not looking good. So will this affect overall enrollment and such? Again, knowing that the pool of high school seniors in particular has not been growing, especially here in California. What they referred to many, many years ago as Tidal Wave 1 and Tidal Wave 2, where we had these high surges in numbers of high school seniors. Those days appear to be gone. We, uh, Regardless of population growth or stagnation in this state of California, the number of students coming through and graduating high schools is not going up. So this could be a major effect on Schools like ours, our community colleges here in California. So I'll give you a link to this article. Definitely worth reading. 
probably actually definitely worth looking at the data from the report uh, reviewed by the National College Attainment Network, NCAN. Here's something from our partners over there at NASFA, the National Association. Article written by Hugh Ferguson, again, one of their staff reporters, on some college credit but no degree. New initiative aims to help higher ed re-engage stopped-out students. So, you know, as it says here, efforts to re-engage stopped-out college students have taken on renewed importance with continued enrollment declines and the disruptions caused by the pandemic. A new initiative from the Institute for Higher Education Policy is seeking to identify tangible ways in which policymakers can promote equitable degree completions in the wake of these challenges. You know, so to find ways that we can get students back, IHEP, that Institute for Higher Ed Policy, has enlisted nearly 200 institutions representing 23 states to aid students who experience interruption in completing their degrees. You know, so, you know, knowing that we have high value placed on having a college credential, you know, students who come but never finish is an issue here. You know, it says here, today more than 36 million Americans have some college credit but no award. And the pandemic has disrupted the studies of even more students, you know, which deepens inequities and such. And we do have to look at it that way. Uh, Because, again, if you start and stop, it's almost as bad as, again, going to college, taking out a student loan and then stopping. You've done some of the work, but you're not going to see the payoff. So this is a worthwhile article to read uh, over at the NASA website. So I will give you the direct link. Also, uh, not that I need to promote them because they do have the uh, more widely publicized podcast, but NASA's off the cuff podcast uh a recent episode here, I think it's, uh, I forgot the number on theirs. They have a numbering system, don't they? I think it's episode number 230, according to the web link. So this is a Inside the Beltway conversation on student debt cancellation with Justin Drager, Karen McCarthy, she's the vice president of NASFA, Hugh Ferguson, the reporter, and Jonathan Fansmith, who is the assistant vice president over at at the American Council on Education. So this will be to discuss the latest surroundings, latest news surrounding the potential for broader student loan debt relief that the White House is looking at and wide range and implication, impl- implications that executive action could have on higher ed financing. So this is going to be an interesting one because I know I've talked a little bit about student debt cancellation I think this is a much more complicated matter than what you'll ever get in the mainstream news. There they'll either point to anecdotal information about the poor person who has $100,000 of debt, can't find a job, or can't find it in their field, possibly because their field doesn't support those kind of jobs that would repay those type of loans, sometimes gets due to dire straits, or again, medical issues, things that you cannot plan for in life and hopefully don't have. But those anecdotes don't explain for the millions of people who have borrowed now trillions because it's over one uh, in student loans and whether or not it's fair or equitable to cancel out their loans in part or whole. 
there are rules on the books. People should be borrowing in good faith. And again, unless you're going to change the program from what it is, you'll just run into this again some number of years down the road. But we'll see what happens. So definitely consider listening to Off the Cuff Cuff podcast from NASFA. Last article here before we have one last item here from Inside Higher Ed, an article on a clearer path back to college may yield more degrees. And here what it talks about is, you know, there's too many obstacles blocking students who've left college from returning to get their degrees, according to a report. What kind of report would this be? This is now uh, referring to a uh, same report, and this is the Degrees When Due Initiative. And that's, I guess, the name of this whole program that these colleges are working through that we talked about. Again, this is a 52-page report, you know, 36 million students hanging out there. But this is just another angle on reporting on this. So it, it actually has a few more quotes from people at that Institute for Higher Education Policy. Definitely worth reading as a companion piece to the university business article. So I'm going to give you both links in the show notes. The last piece of semi-news out there, uh, if I ever decide to leave this or uh, leave podcasting and go back and consider getting into broadcasting, I happen to notice, and of course now I'd have to also move, uh, there's a director of financial aid job available out on the NASA Career Center. And this job's over at the International College of Broadcasting in Dayton, Ohio. Decent enough pay for Ohio. Uh, looking only for three to five years of experience. Uh, and again, pretty standard thing here. They're looking for someone with experience in financial aid to be the director of financial aid at a small associate degree granting college with about 90 to 100 students per year. Sounds like you are then the financial aid person. You know, you got to work with students face-to-face, you know, assist them through the whole process, you know, Better have some pretty good communication skills. After all, you are working at a college of broadcasting where hopefully those things are being put to use. And again, it's a small school. So experience with a couple different types of customer relations systems that they have listed in the job uh, description would be useful. I'm sure they'll teach you if you need to. But just an interesting thing for those thinking about the world of broadcasting or podcasting or vodcasting or whatever they call it nowadays. So that's all I have for news. Let's roll a little music before we roll ourselves through the last part of the show. And like that, we are back for that last part of the show, also known as our last sip. I made it a short last sip at that. So I'll go out on an I dare you to. Uh, my I dare you to here is to sign up for Cal Newport's blog, Study Hacks, is it what it's called? And get some useful information into your in- email inbox. So uh, you know, there was an interesting post recently. Uh, we've talked about Cal Newport before. He's the one who wrote the book Digital Minimalism, Deep Work, and now he's got a book called... Uh, the end of email or something like that, or no, a world without email. So he talks a lot about digital minimalism and such. And so he had an interesting post on his blog and I get like the email update every week or so. 
about comedian Aziz Ansari and other comedians who are shunning social media in order to keep, you know, their focus on their craft. You know, you don't have to be a top-line comedian to benefit from such focus and strictness in your approach, but maybe the focus could help you in your own life from having energy being absorbed by social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those things out there. So one thing that he talks about, for example, is he quotes Aziz and how when he goes to shows, he shows his phone. He's got like an old-style flip phone. And how, you know, he's basically moved himself off of social media. Again, so because of the distraction level of it, so that he could focus on his craft. We may not all be as crafty as comedians, but again, in your life, think about where you put your energy. If energy uh, is not super abundant in you or infinite, again, everything takes some. Are you putting into things that you're creative on or just to be watching more I guess cat videos, if they're still out there. I don't know. I'm not on the social media. But anyways, like I told you, this would be a short show today. We'll have another one at the end of the week. And then we'll have some interesting things over the next couple weeks as I'm not in the office on a regular basis. So we'll close out today and thank you all for joining us. And again, What's Brewing Sisfa is a production of Studio 1051 creative collaboration of me and Dana Yarbrough. This has been episode number 182, recorded Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. And just like that, everybody, I'm going to wish you all a happy day and happy week.